0: Well, here we are again. We start off with the angst in this first installment of the week, so let's get into it. We start off in the cafe, with Ben having held on to the engagement ring, staring at it in the hopes it will tell him what's going on. He's clearly not spoken to Callum, my guess is he's avoided him, pretended to be asleep and then got up early and hid in the cafe. I think he's scared to ask Callum about the ring, afraid of the answer. Kirit approaches him and offers to get him another drink, and Ben replies that he's not staying, though I'm not sure I believe that as I think he's been there a while and I don't think he knows where to go next. It's clear though that Kirit's offer was only a ruse though, as he sits down regardless and reveals a package containing cash, to cover Jag's protection for the month. Ben swipes it and sticks it in his jacket to avoid it being seen, great idea to do the exchange in public, really discreet. Kirit asks Ben if he's okay, I guess because Ben's being uncharacteristically quiet. It's the only prompt Ben needs as he asks Kirit if he ever gets the feeling he's being played for a mug. Which on the surface is about Callum and the lies Ben knows he's been telling, but there's a bit of a panic from Kirit in that moment, where I get the feeling he's thinking he's been rumbled with regards to Sharon. But then Ben goes on to show Kirit the ring he found in Callum's bag, sarcastically telling him it's not really Ben's style. I think Kirit's just happy the spotlight is off him which is why he engages in the conversation, asking Ben if he thinks Callum's gotten it for someone else. A ring that looks like it's for a woman, and a woman that Ben knows Callum's been seeing in secret, his conclusion is that it's for Whitney. A bonkers conclusion but like we've said before, it's the only conclusion he has. Kirit points out the ridiculousness of it, clearly a bit incredulous as he lays out Callum's supposed plan to sack Ben off and get back with his ex, And immediately propose with a diamond ring as opposed to the pink plastic one he got last time. He denies that he's calling Ben paranoid, he just points out how unlikely it is, that it's not really how it works. Thing is, Ben knows that, so it doesn't really help him. He's just going on what he knows, which isn't the full picture. He admits to Kirit that Callum's barely spoken to him since Ben asked him to leave his job, already suspecting there might be a correlation there. And that when he does speak, He's lying about where he's been and who he's been seeing, and as if on cue to illustrate those words hitting uncomfortably close to Kirat, Sharon arrives at the cafe. As per usual, when Sharon's in his line of sight, Ben gets a dig-in, a pointed remark about Sharon's past deceit, that in his opinion has damaged things irreparably, as he wonders out loud if Callum's been taking lessons off the expert. Kirat laughs quite uncomfortably at that and almost marvels at the fact that Ben really does hate Sharon. Maybe testing the waters a little with the comment, but instead of correcting him, Ben just more or less confirms it, telling him he hates anyone who lies to his face. A line which is a little jarring, I'll admit, because, you know, Callum. But once again, I think it's specifically designed to put the fear in Curate, and it certainly does, because even Ben picks up on it, thinking he's offended Curate by being too harsh on Sharon and mockingly asking if he's succumbed to Sharon's charm. To which Curate replies, "Of course not." Which, funnily enough, is a direct lie to Ben's face as opposed to concealment of the truth, which has really been the case up until now. Ben then highlights Kirit's defensiveness by telling him he was only joking, remaining convinced Kirat wouldn't go there even though Sharon loves a younger man, he really isn't over the Keanu stuff and what it led to. Sharon calls him out, but Ben's not fussed, with another wisecrack about how he'd rather say stuff behind her back than to her face. And speaking of her face... The tight-lipped smile Sharon keeps on the whole time that she and Ben have these little spats is everything. Ben returns to the subject of jags, assuring Kirit it's all in hand, and then takes his leave. During the chat Sharon and Kirit have later about what happened, bit of deja vu here, it's made clear that Sharon is fully aware of why Ben dislikes her so much. She gets it, acknowledges where he's coming from with how she tore the family apart. And she says again that it's water off a duck's back for her. She's used to it now, convinced that Ben won't forgive her. It does kinda make me wonder if there's any hints in there about a truce of some kind in the future, but as always with this show, who knows? Later, outside the laundrette, Kat and Phil, well, Phil, are moving things into the place when Ben walks past and offers a hand to Phil, who of course turns it down. Just in case we weren't totally sure that Ben feels pushed out by his dad and getting a sense that there's no way back if he keeps getting shut down. It's part of his overall feeling of being alienated by everyone in this episode. As it turns out, he's on his way to Whitney's stall to have it out with her. And he doesn't hold back, accusing her of wanting to get back with Callum to get back at him for stealing Callum from her in the first place. Whitney laughs as if it's ridiculous, but that is literally what she accused Ben of doing during wedding week, stealing her happiness with regards to Callum. And as far as wanting Callum back, I'm still not quite convinced that part of her wasn't relishing being Callum's confidant and feeling like they were back in the past with regards to the PTSD and helping Callum deal with it instead of Ben. So I don't think Ben's accusation is as ridiculous as Whitney's making it out to be, in all honesty. Ben points out what he knows, that he's seen them together and Callum's been sneaking around, lying to him, and now he's found a ring in his bag that he's assuming Callum's bought for Whitney. He's just so confused and wants it to make sense, And I think this is part of that, suspecting that Whitney is somehow pulling Callum away from him. With no trace of irony, Whitney tells Ben he doesn't know Callum at all, accusing him of making it all about him when Callum's practically falling apart. Which is really unfair because Ben doesn't know that and Whitney knows he doesn't know because she's been right there listening into Callum lie to Ben and knows that he actively wants to keep it from Ben. She knows how it looks as well with the info Ben has, but instead makes Ben out to be a selfish git because it makes her feel better. Like I said. Not a trace of irony. Ben wants to know what she means by Callum falling apart, but she says nothing more, taking pleasure in telling him to go and talk to his husband. It might not be her secret to tell, but putting blame at Ben's door for what she knows full well as Callum not wanting to tell Ben so he didn't have to properly address the issue was just not necessary. Not to mention a bit cheeky too, considering she tried to make Bollum's wedding day about her, but I digress. I suppose this is what Whitney's words led to Ben sitting in Ruby's knocking back the hard stuff. I feel like the drowning of his sorrows is a regression in response to what he's worried is a regression with regards to Callum and whatever's going on with Whitney. Turns out this is where he's decided to confront Callum about what he's discovered, in the middle of the club whilst downing the beers and the shots. When Callum arrives and tells him he got his message, Ben sarcastically responds that he took his time. Yes, I did get park scene flashbacks, Callum mentions work, which is already a bit of a punch in the gut for Ben, who knows he's been lying about going, so he makes another sarky comment, feigning surprise that Callum actually went this time. I don't even know if he did. It's not really clear if he's still taking time off or if he's spending the entire time hiding elsewhere. Anyway... After a beat where Callum doesn't really know what to say to that, he tries to prompt Ben into telling him what's happened. But Ben admits he doesn't know, he's waiting for Callum to tell him. Seeing Callum's confused face, Ben nods as if making a decision, and then pulls out Fitzy's engagement ring, setting it on the table for Callum to see. Callum should definitely have noticed sooner that he's been without it nearly a whole day, considering the fact he couldn't stop looking at it before then, but it's for plot reasons so we move. Ben makes it clear that he knows the ring isn't for him with a self-depreciating comment about his fat fingers. Which could just be a reference to how Callum struggled a little to get his wedding ring on during the vows, or a sign that those comments about his weight have stuck with him and have contributed to a feeling of low self-esteem, which is coming out now that he's feeling particularly vulnerable and tipsy. Callum doesn't know what to say in response to that either, he's not prepared for this confrontation and really, I think he senses that Ben isn't either, judging by the question about how much Ben's had to drink. It specifically highlights the fact that Ben's acting out of character and also tells Callum that Ben's not in the headspace to talk properly about this, though Ben himself doesn't realize that it's a sensitive subject. All he knows about is the lying, not the reason for it, particularly the fact that Callum is hurting. So he wonders why it matters how much drink he's had. He tells Callum he knows about the meetings with Whitney and that he went to talk to her when he found the ring. Callum then asks what she said, genuinely curious about what Ben knows at this point. And despite Whitney actually saying a few things, Ben tells him she said nothing. Not least because what she did say wasn't anything Ben hasn't heard, or thought, before. And nothing she said told him what's going on and that's all he wants to know. He invites Callum to fill in the blanks for him, informing him that Whitney did say to talk to him, and so here they are. And he just sounds resigned, like he's waiting for Callum to confirm his worst fears. What he doesn't expect to hear is Callum informing him that the ring belongs to Fitzy, for his girlfriend who he was going to propose to. What does it mean that Callum's got it? And then Callum tells him, because Fitzy got stabbed and is in hospital. But what Ben's trying to get his head around is why Callum didn't just tell him. He's incredulous when Callum says they'd agreed not to talk about the job, he thinks it's obvious that this doesn't fall into that category, it's about Callum's friend being hurt and not specifically about the job. He's sure it's something Callum would know to tell Ben about, and struggles to understand why he didn't. It's when he puts forward the idea that Callum could have been there and been the one to get stabbed, clearly unaware that Callum was there, that he reaches the conclusion that Callum didn't tell him because he thought Ben might pull back on their compromise and ask him to quit again, based on the fact that Callum could have been in the same situation. Callum tries to tell him that it wasn't just that, It's all those things we've said previously, a complicated mixture of not wanting to burden or even potentially disappoint Ben considering how convinced he is that it's his fault, not wanting to acknowledge his struggle to those closest to him, not feeling able to articulate how he's feeling, worrying Ben won't get it or tell him to get over it and not wanting to have it confirmed. Not all of it's rational but sometimes brains just aren't. However, Ben doesn't let him get that far, and I don't think Callum thinks it's worth trying to explain much else to Ben when he's like this, nor do I think he really knows how to say any of it either. It's a difficult thing to articulate. Even harder when your husband's got several pints in his system. Ben tells him that Whitney said he didn't know Callum, but maybe it's the other way around if Callum thinks it's okay not to tell Ben things like that, he doesn't know that Callum had this mental block when it came to telling him, he just thinks he chose not to, so Ben couldn't say I told you so he doesn't believe that Callum tried to tell him either, pointing out that he was able to tell Whitney. He thinks the difference is his opinion on the job, and his general lack of self-worth, but I don't think it's that. It's like I said before, Whitney is safer because she's not a proper part of Callum's life, she's part of his past, all of their interactions since Callum came out have related to the past if you think about it, and that allowed him to compartmentalize his PTSD, which is also part of his past, specifically his past with Whitney. However, Ben thinks he's figured out the reason behind Callum keeping it from him and isn't willing to talk any more about it. He just wants to wallow. Yeah, he has assumed it's about him, but he only has part of the picture still. And let's be real, people normally do make it about him as the resident scapegoat, so he's just following protocol. And Callum decides to leave him to it, presumably to let him calm down and hope he's in a better position to talk later. When Ben leaves Ruby's later, it's still light outside. But presumably a fair bit later in the day. He's on the phone to the people organizing Jags' protection, and it sounds like he was supposed to call earlier and didn't. But he maintains he was going to, because he doesn't let people down unlike some. Oh Ben. He's got the cash in hand and is just about to confirm the protection for Jags when what he sees in front of him stops him short. It's Kirit and Sharon, who are getting into a car with a bottle of wine, clearly flirting. I don't think he's got the wrong end of the stick this time they are very clearly headed somewhere where they can consume that wine in Sharon's hand. At seeing Kirit's gleeful expression and knowing he's been lied to yet again, Ben decides to change his plan, informing his contact that he's being mugged off and canceling the protection, that Jags isn't his problem anymore. Quite literally a spur-of-the-moment decision under a cloud of alcohol-fueled anger, and one that earns him a duff-duff. So, there you go. Ben knows a bit more of the truth, but not the whole thing, and they're finding it harder than ever to communicate, particularly when it comes to how they're feeling, something they both have to find a way to articulate before they can move forward.